everybody. Welcome to Healthy Discourse. I'm so excited for today's episode interviewing my friend and integrative pediatrician, Dr. Nicole. Today, we're going to be discussing vitamins, but I want to make sure that you're aware of our Raise Them Well brand that Dr. Wiggy and I have created together to better serve children and families with toxic-free products and vitamins and supplements that we have found the need for in our own family and put our heads and hearts together to create products that are safe and effective for your family. You can check out the link to our Raise Them Well store in the show notes. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Healthy Discourse. It's Emily here, and I'm really excited to welcome today's guest, Dr. Nicole Craven. She is an integrative medicine pediatrician, which is hard to come by, I will say so myself. And she works alongside Dr. Wiggy at Robin Hood Integrative Health. And I'm so glad I, I was so giddy, really, when they hired you, Nicole. Like, I was so excited. Um, and we're just, I'm, I'm excited to introduce her to you today and for her to give us some insight on kids and vitamins, which is uh, something I think a lot of parents struggle with. But before we jump into our topic, would you introduce yourself a little bit further, Nicole, and tell us about your journey into integrated pediatrics? Absolutely. So first of all, Emily, thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here and to spread some information. Hopefully we can do many of these. Absolutely. There's no shortage of topics, that's for sure. <laughs> that's right. So I am an integrative medicine pediatrician. And what that means is I went through just your regular conventional training of going through medical school and then a residency in pediatrics. And then I quickly was out in practice in an outpatient pediatric office and realized that I was not giving my kids the service that I wanted them to have. It felt like I had only learned how to band-aid symptoms. And um, I wanted to learn more about approaching the body from a holistic point of view or a whole body health point of view and using natural approaches when you can so that the body could be given the chance to heal itself. So I went and did an additional training in integrative medicine, which was a training for adult and pediatric medicine and have used it in my practice ever since then. It, it really changed the entire way I see medicine, actually. Sure, absolutely. I can identify with that. I'm not a doctor, even though people think I am by default for some reason, but certainly integrated, <laughs> med <laughs> integrated medicine has been a huge part in, in life changing for our family as well over the last 10 plus years. So, um, well, today we're going to dig into a, a topic that is very relevant. And, and I want to make sure to mention this before we get started. If this is really exciting to you, parents who are listening, and you have specific questions, not specific medical advice to your child, but general questions that you would like to get uh, Dr. Nicole's insight on. We are hoping to do multiple podcast episodes. And um, so send us a message, send us a, a, an email, whatever that looks like, and let us know what those might be. And we will do our best to cover those topics. But let's dig into talking about vitamins. And you see a lot of kids in your practice, and these are you know, a lot of parents that embrace integrative medicine 
do already have some level of interest in health and natural health, I would say. Not everybody, but many do. Yet, still, we see a lot of vitamin deficiency. How many, what what do you see when kids come into your office, um, even those that are generally eating well, when it comes to vitamin deficiency? Like, how many kids are actually deficient? That's a great question. <laughs> I will say an easy answer to that is how many children do I put on supplements? And the answer is 100%. Right. And right. it has to do with the fact that even when we are extra healthy, a lot of parameters in our modern society have changed so that we likely are not getting all the vitamins and minerals that we need from our food anymore. Mm-hmm. And there are just there are a common handful of vitamins that are really super important. We should go into probably. And so often I will I will get, we get a thorough history and we go through, you know, diet and extensively because food really is medicine. So I want to say, oh yeah, you can definitely get all of your, all of your vitamins from food. I want to tell everyone that, but the answer really is that it's only possible to do that and that you have to spend a lot of time and energy in the preparation of food cooking food, finding it, finding nutrient dense food and, um, you know, staying away from the toxins in our environment in Mm -hmm. order to get, be very aware that you're getting each of the various types of minerals and vitamins into your diet on a regular basis. It it, is a full-time job. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. a lot of parents, no matter how healthy, um, that's difficult for them. And I understand that it's difficult for me. So I am on supplements. And um, so I I commonly have uh, suggest various vitamins and minerals, just just even to enhance or optimize health, health for all of the children. Right. And, and, and another thing that seems to happen, you know, a lot, and because people might be like, well, why is that, you know, even when we are eating a very colorful diet and we are eating a lots of different kinds of vegetables and fruits and, you know, getting plenty of good, healthy fats and that kind of thing, our, our soil supply is so depleted, even with organic options and that kind of thing, that it's so difficult to even know what we're eating even when we're doing our best to get the best, you know, buying the highest quality foods that our budgets and our lifestyles are able to afford, um, it still is often not enough. Like I know that for my own personal self, much less my kids, like it's just not enough, you know? So, oh, um, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. The soil is very deplete of minerals at this point because we've done industrial farming for so long. And it's caused a disruption in the natural ecosystem, which is kind of like the microbiome, similar to the microbiome we have in our gut, where we need all of those healthy bacteria and yeast and other organisms to thrive. And if you overplot your soil and overuse it and then add chemicals to it, then um, the minerals that were there before are, are not there now. And we've seen over just a short period of time of us being alive, you know, they went from 
the um, recommended four to six servings of fruits and vegetables a day to like 10 to 12. And now you can't even um, know if you're getting the appropriate amount of vitamins and minerals in 10 to 12 servings of fruits and vegetables because the nutrient density in the crops is not there for the majority of of what we're growing in the u.s and it's just becoming known that we need to measure nutrient density um, mm-hmm. and 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 we don't have ways to measure it yet we have prototypes we have spectrometers and um this is all just investigational right now but that should be like that should be something that we could do in the future and hopefully we can but you're right the only true measure is the taste like if Mm. you have good taste buds and you can tell that you get a nutrient dense organic strawberry and it's ripe and you bite into that and it's a bursting it's bursting full of flavor and then you go get another strawberry that you know has been sitting in the grocery store for a long time and and it was um, through industrial farming and maybe it has a higher water content content and a higher carbohydrate content and a, a low vitamin content you can taste the difference so we I guess, sure. have to go back to that yeah I guess so that's good we all could we all could um should be refining our taste buds more to enjoy the taste of healthy food right right so, correct. um Let's talk about deficiencies. What, you know, obviously every child is different, but what are some of the common deficiencies that you tend to see in your patients? I see, so minerals are harder to absorb. So magnesium is number one, probably. We call that the relaxation mineral. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, a lot of kids are, most kids are insufficient in magnesium and um at least 15% of the population actually is deficient. We know that, but the studies are a little bit outdated for that. That's the the latest study with magnesium. But you can tell if you're deficient in magnesium because you have symptoms like muscle cramps, constipation is really big. I see a lot of kids with constipation, migraines, anxious feeling, restlessness, poor sleep, and even the adults, you get insulin resistance that can creep up in, in children as well. Mm-hmm. Those are all super common. So magnesium, I would say, is top of the list. Another one is zinc. goes hand in hand. They're both minerals. And zinc is the, as you know, because you have a zinc product that I love. It's mm-hmm. the immune and skin protector. Yeah. And so... Um, Typically, we are low in zinc, and if we are, then the signs in children are pretty straightforward, actually. There's a lot of eczema and dry skin and a lower immune response. Parents will come to me and say, you know, my kid gets sick all the time, or why why does my kid get one virus after the other? And then there's stomach ache in some people because zinc can be a mucoprotectant uh, for the inside of your stomach and, and the gut in general. Mm-hmm. And lower healing time, like lower skin time. So magnesium, zinc, I would say omega-3 fatty acids are super important because we don't get enough healthy fat in our diet. And the very particular type of healthy fat that's lacking is omega-3s, which we find in things like fatty fish, mackerel mm-hmm. and sardines and salmon. And, and not everybody wants to eat fatty fish. And we also know that there's uh, heavy metals in 
some of the fish. So you got to be careful about how much of your intake, but omega-3s actually are essential for our body and they lubricate the body and the brain. The brain you know, right. is made up of more than 70% fat. So we need omega-3s. Right. And then vitamin D, you have to say vitamin D, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Yep. I mean, the deficiencies, when we were making our first vitamin D and K2 product um, for Raise Them Well, um, we did a lot of research on the deficiency numbers in kids. And it's really alarming how many kids are deficient. And I think, you know, we can kind of understand some of the reasons for that. You know, some of that is, is diet related, but much more of it is our kids aren't outside having their skin exposed. And even when they are, we're lathering them in, you know, SPF 500 sunscreen. So they're never <laughs> getting any of those um, rays. I'm that weird mom that waits to put sunscreen on my kids at the pool. I'm like, nope, you can go get 20 minutes of sun, then we'll do sunscreen kind of, you know, so I love that. I love that. <laughs> well, for sure. That's exactly what I prescribe. Yeah. Yes. And most kids are deficient. Uh, you know, there are different, I just wrote an article on vitamin D and there are different parameters conventionally and, you know, in terms of norms mm -hmm. for normal lab values, as opposed to integrated medicine doctors, we like to optimize our lab values. So we want the vitamin D to be somewhere between 60 and 90, but conventional norms, it's not considered deficient unless you're below 30 it used mm -hmm. to be below 20 just a couple of years ago and um i see ironically most kids are below 30 even in the summer and that goes to what you're speaking of you know kids are maybe on their in their digital <laughs> world right. a little too much and um not outside and then I just just yesterday yesterday I saw a, a really adorable patient of mine who had just gotten back from the water park and and I said were you out were you outside with like you didn't have a long sleeve shirt on did you I don't really see that you caught any sun and she it, that they had put sunscreen on like you said like mm -hmm. yeah I, I before. It's interesting. I feel like, and, and I'm not a doctor again, but I feel like a lot of our vitamin D deficiency seem to begin to implode around the same time that this whole idea of skin cancer and the sun is evil came around. I mean, probably when you and I were kids was when it kind of first started. And I mean, prior yes. to that, I don't think anyone ever talked about vitamin D ever at all. And you know, I grew up in a place where it's freezing cold, except for in the summer, but we were outside the entire summer. And, you know, that's what, what's interesting about the way that vitamin D can store, right? And then you kind of use through it over time, but we're not, we're not getting that. I mean, every single camp that my kids go to, they're like, you know, pack sunscreen and they put it on and, and so much sunscreen so quickly when they're outside and um, so that none of those good rays are even coming through. And so I think it's something that as parents, we've got to try to find that balance as far as sure, we don't want our kids to get bad rays and, and get sunburned and all this thing. Emily? Oh my gosh. Yeah. You still Sorry, there? Yes, I'm here. Okay, great. 
Um, tell me about, you know, one thing that when we created our Raise Them Well chewable vitamins, which we did our best to source as absolutely naturally as possible, you know, kept the sugar out, made them a chewable. Um, what was what, one of two of the imperative ingredients for us were to make sure that we had the methylated versions of both folate and vitamin B12. And, you know, oftentimes when you go to Target or Walmart or, you know, the drugstore, you are, we're not able to find the highest quality of ingredients. Can you talk specifically about why the methylated versions of both of those are so important for kids? Absolutely. It's a, it's a good example of why choosing a high quality vitamin from a good company is important. And it's super important. So mm -hmm. important that I would say I'd rather a lot of kids not take the other vitamins and then take them because mm -hmm. they're, they're chucked for full of all types of things you're not aware of. And, uh, you know, fillers and dyes, and they could, they can leach nutrients out of you and do the exact opposite of, of what we're trying to achieve when we're taking a vitamin. But, you know, B12 and folate, that would be the last one on my list that are the essential ones that you were saying, you asked earlier, what are the most important ones to, to make or optimize in our body? B12 and folate are on the list and because they're essential for cellular energy. You know, they make red blood cells. They hit the, they're part of helping to make red blood cells and our DNA. Mm -hmm. um, and it, people that are low in them, which is not uncommon are, are tired all the time. Right. We, you know, all types of weird symptoms like heart palpitations and tingling and numbness in the hands and feet. And that does even occur in kids these days. And the reason back to what you asked specifically is the form of folate and B12. You know, why do we want methyl folate and not folic acid? So folic acid is a synthetic vitamin. It's has to be, you have to rely on your body to convert it into methyl folate. Mm -hmm. Methyl folate is the active form. Methyl folate is also the form you get when you eat foods that are high in folate, like, like um, black eyed peas or avocados or asparagus or a lot of good foods that are higher in folate. It absorbs so much better in our body and it's utilized because it's the active form. But m many of us, First of all, our guts are, are a little bit off balance usually, even when we're healthy and we can't absorb the synthetic vitamins as well. But even if you can absorb them, many of us cannot convert them. I'm one of them. Mm -hmm. I cannot convert them into the active form or the methylfolate, which is also the same with B12. So convert right. cyanocobalamin into mm -hmm. um, methylcobalamin. That's B12. Right. And it's because we have... Welcome to the field of genomics, which is an amazing field. We're learning more and more about each and every day in medicine. Mm -hmm. Is there is one particular polymorphism, is what we call it. It's a little genetic snip that we have that's called MTHFR. I'm sure a lot of people have heard about it now, but a fourth of the population or more has at least one copy of this. And I was saying, right. I don't, I don't convert folic acid to to methylfolate because I have two copies of it. And um, so I don't do well. Like if I take a synthetic multivitamin, let's say, 
that has the, those two in it, cyanocobalamin or folic acid, it, it makes me exhausted and irritable because it builds up like a toxin in my system. Right. And, and I know many of my kids go through this too. So you have to be very particular. So luckily your, your company raised them well has made some amazing natural supplements that have the, the methyl forms of the B12 and folate. Yes. I want to um, go back to magnesium really quickly because we didn't touch on this, but one thing that I learned along our research and product development is for young kids, especially we use um, our, our magnesium products that we make for young kids are topical because it seems like their pliable skin actually absorbs better that way than the oral types that were, you know, that were kind of used to, especially as adults taking. And I found that fascinating, but it seems to work really well with kids that, you know, we use the roll-ons and the balms and that kind of thing to help them absorb because it's just, you know, the Dead Sea magnesium that they're really absorbing and then converting to the other forms within their body, which I find fascinating that it seems to work so well, um, specifically for sleep, and stress, relaxation, I mean, those particular things, um, not so much, uh, not as much for constipation, which we have a whole other product for that. But um, I just find it fascinating how the body is so great at absorbing things when we give it, when we, when we provide them in the ways that our bodies best um, love. And that's just one thing that's so important to us at our company is that we're really figuring out, okay, so how does this best work? And like I said, I've learned a ton over the last five years that we've been doing this. Um, as far as, you know, those little intricacies that I don't think that we often think about, because we like to think about kids as miniature adults, and they're really not. <laughs> no, no, they're not. But I think it's not only fascinating, it's also eye-opening because the skin is, you know, our biggest organ. and You see it as a barrier, but and luckily it is somewhat of a barrier, but if you are deficient in something, so like I said, a lot of kids are deficient in magnesium and, and you put that on the skin, it's going to lap it up. Right. So that's what you're seeing when, when the parents report such efficacy with the roll on and you're giving them, I mean, the Dead Sea mineral is going to be one of the best sources that you can get. Uh, they're going to see an effect and, and, you know, it gives you a little time to slow down when you, mm-hmm. when you're doing something, cause it's like a mini massage, right? So you're slowing down your parasympathetic nervous yeah. system. You don't have to rely on your gut, which is often stressed out to absorb it. You just rely on your skin and slow down your nervous system so that you're in a parasympathetic mode where you're going to be much more likely to utilize your, your nutrients and heal, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. But I think all together is what makes that product great. Yeah. And- I I tell you, I, I'm getting old and so my I'm having some like bursitis on the side of one of my knees. It's not the actual knee. And I rub that roll on on at night and it it really does help. And I, I know a lot of parents roll it on their legs like this will help me relax and go to sleep. And so I love that, you know, we can all share all the things too, right? It helps with that new syndrome, restless leg. Absolutely, right? 
I call it a new syndrome because it's really just vitamin and mineral deficiencies that. Yes. Know. Thank you for mentioning that because we got a bunch of parents and I know, especially when we're stressed out, you know, we, we burn through those minerals, right. And then we are depleted and then we can't sleep because our legs are restless apparently. <laughs> yeah. 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 And um, a little side note that is off topic, but talking about the importance of the skin it's something that I, I want to tell everyone about, like, because we now know that you can absorb things so well through the skin, right? We mm -hmm. need to be very careful about what type of products we're using. Yes. Yes. <laughs> there are so many bad products out there. And, you know, what what is in the in the products is important because that is going to yes. get through the skin. Um, you kind of want to. If you can't eat it, why put it on your skin as, as, a, as a way to think about it? Right, right. And then we think about that, you know, with the soaps that we're using, the detergents, the, um, you know, things like sanitizers. That's been a huge thing the last year and a half. Yes. Um, and yes. women, you know, our toxic load is ridiculous, which then leads to all these estrogen issues. And, you know, I'm... I, about five years ago, changed all my personal care products. You know, it's really important, especially when we're putting makeup on every single day and we're putting lotion on every single day. Like those things that you're doing all the time are that much more important. And remember, our kids' skin is that much more pliable than ours is because we're old and wrinkly and rough, right? But, they, <laughs> right? but their sweet little baby skin is even that much more pliable. So it's very important that we're paying close attention to what we're putting on their skin. Right. So topical is not just topical. <laughs> totally. And that's, I mean, yeah, like you said, since we can absorb all these nutrients, we can also absorb all the junk and their little bodies aren't as capable of detoxifying as ours are. So um, tell us real quick, as we wrap up, can you give us one or two case studies about how correcting this, you know, deficiencies has been, you know, just like life-changing uh, over something simple, but that mattered so much for a particular child? Oh, yes. Let me see. There's so many, <laughs> so many examples. I think, uh, I think a common one. A case I saw recently, and I would say this is a more common presentation, which is sad, is a very young child who's had eczema since probably six months of age, but severe at this point. And I'm, we're talking toddler age, very happy toddler, severe eczema, and uh, has a history of persistent diaper rashes, that type of diaper rash where you just can never get it to heal and it's constantly red and burning and no product makes it better. Right. With that constipation, poor sleep, not the type of poor sleep that's like, hey, I'm waking up in the middle of the night and I just want attention, but restless sleep, poor sleep, just unable to really get a good rest. And then also starting to show less growth. So the growth seems to be inhibited and hy more hyperactivity. So a toddler that, that's running around like crazy, severe eczema, bad diaper rashes, constipation, no matter what you do, you can't poop, 
also has um, recurrent viral infections. And turns out the majority of what was going on with this child that I see so commonly was nutrient deficiencies, specifically omega-3s, the ones we talked about. That's funny. Omega-3s. Omega-3s because, you know, the healthy fats are really what help you absorb your vitamins and minerals, but also lubricate your body. And then zinc, which uh, if you have enough of the zinc deficiency, you're going to have eczema and bad diaper rashes. Magnesium, because, you know, the constipation went hand in hand. That's always the tip off for me. The kids are Mm -hmm. constipated. You're like, oh, that's probably magnesium. Yeah. Yep. Totally. So all I did... And I'd say I got 90% improvement with this at, at a medical grade product at high dose of the omegas, the zinc and the magnesium, and then clean up the diet to avoid all those chemicals and preservatives and pesticides and everything that we talked about and eat the lower inflammatory foods. And so I'll, a 90% or more improvement with just that. That's amazing. And so rewarding. Like, isn't it so great that we don't have to put kids on 500 medications with side effects that are, you know, build side effects on side effects and then, you know, never get to the root cause of the issue. And, you know, as a parent too, you know, you're, you're, you feel so overwhelmed by these things that are happening with our kids. And then these simple solutions that end up making a huge impact. It's so rewarding for everybody. And it just makes me smile so much. I love, love, love when I get testimonials from parents. We have a lot of special needs parents that use our products. And when something makes their life easier and makes their kid like be able to function better, it just, it brings me such joy. Sometimes I cry while I read my computer screen, but that's fine. Oh, <laughs> I love my job. I mean, that, that sounds so silly to say, but right? it really is rewarding because you do see stuff like this on more than a regular basis. It's, it's mostly what I see. And it, yeah. I mean, you got to be grateful for that, right? Absolutely. It's, and, and, and it goes into what we'll talk about, hopefully, in our next episode, we're going to talk about um, food sensitivities versus allergies, the prevalence of that these days, it all comes down to the food, right? <laughs> so it does. We're very much looking forward to that. I'm so appreciative for the work you're doing, Dr. Nicole, and for joining us today. And thanks to all of our listeners. Again, feel free to send us a message and let us know any topics that you might like us to cover from an integrative pediatric standpoint. And we're so grateful for Dr. Nicole's wisdom and spending her time with us today. So thank you again. And I very much look forward to next time. Absolutely. Thank you so much. This is fun. Sure thing. Have a great one. Take care. You too. Bye-bye.